You are listening to the Inspire Her podcast. My name is Farron, and I'm so excited to bring in some inspiration, some amazing guests, and give you the tools you need to live your best life. Let's learn from each other, let's support each other, and let's inspire her. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Inspire Her podcast. I am so excited for this episode. Um, I am actually looking at my co-host today, and I'm so excited for it um, because I have actually known her for the last gosh, five or six years. Um, I know it's been, gosh, gosh, time flies. And I have been wanting to have her on my podcast and a little bit of like, oh my gosh, she's so cool. Um, You know, like she's, I, you will fangirl over this woman. And I finally had the guts. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to ask her to be on the podcast. Like she's my friend. I love talking to her. I hear her talk like every day anyway. So might as well ask her to be on here. And she is the epitome of the inspire her podcast and inspiring the hers around her. So welcome Melanie Mitro to the inspire her podcast. No, well, thank you, Fair. And that was such a sweet introduction. <laughs> and I'm like, is it only been five years? Cause I feel like I actually have known you longer. Yes. Um, and I think the same about you too. You just are such an inspiring woman. And I just, I, I don't know, I'm excited for you. And I'm excited that you do this podcast and you're inspiring so many women because I've just watched your journey. So it's really Yay. cool to see where you're at today. <laughs> Thank you. Then we like turn this around. Like, uh, I know. I know. Yes, we sure did. <laughs> So, okay. So Melanie is like everything. So she has been the top of her network marketing company, uh, for years and years, but like four years in a row, four years in a row, um, watching her do that. She has her own podcast. She has her own blog. She now has her own business. She has a book. Um, she hosts events. She speaks. Um, she's literally done it all. And, you know, it's crazy because when, if you were just to go to Melanie's Instagram right now, you would be like, wow, this girl is awesome. Right. And you would have this, you'd look at her and be like, why not me? Like, how do I, how come she gets to do this? Like, it's so cool. And she, she's all looks all put together and stuff. Like she's always like eight in the seven in the morning, maybe six. She's like, not anymore, not anymore. Let's say 8.30. (laughs) 8.30. And I'm always in like a messy bun or something. And she's always put together, but it wasn't always like that. And it's interesting because I have even caught myself saying, gosh, I wish I could be a fly on the wall and watch Melanie start from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, even if you got to go back and look at some of her before pictures, you're like, wait a minute, who is this girl? (laughs) Like, you know, and it, right, it's so right. funny. And so, you know, it, it, but I catch myself with that. Like if I could just see how she started, then I could do it. And mm-hmm. so I want to get into that. Like, this isn't your average, you know, podcast. This is like your, like no BS. I like wrote down, I wrote the no BS guide to Melanie Mitro. I love like, it. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So tell us like, what is. So you've done all these things, like you have all these accolades. And mm-hmm. if anybody went to your Instagram, it looks pretty, it looks beautiful. You look like, you know, Miss USA. What was Melanie before to like, what made you get there and actually start? Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, these are good questions. Okay. So if we rewind, so we'll go back 10 years, cause that would be 2011, um, was kind of the start of my journey with 
direct sales, but also the start of my physical transformation. Cause you were like, if you go back and look at her before photos, like I do, I look very, very different. So in 2011, I had just had our second little boy, Bryce. So I had a two and a half year old and um, Bryce was about six months old about this time. And I, I have a degree in psychology of an, an undergrad in psych and I have a master's in special ed. And so I worked in, in corporate. I worked actually for a nonprofit. I was their director of early intervention. And my husband and I had always talked about like, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Once we have babies, I just, I really want to quit. I want to raise our boys. I want to do the stay-at-home mom thing. And I had like the Pinterest board of what it was going to be like to be a stay-at-home mom. You know, I, back then I was like, I want to wear the designer clothes, the designer stroller. We're going to go out to lunch. You know, I'm going to go on these amazing play dates. My kids are going to be well-dressed. And so that couldn't have been more like, far from the truth about what life was really like, because the reality was we had two kids under the age of three. Um, I'm now a stay-at-home mom. I left my, my job or on one income. We lived in a three bedroom townhouse, which with two kids and a dog and all of our stuff, we were just sort of busting at the seams and we were living paycheck to paycheck. So our, every argument that we had was around finances. And that happened at least two or three times a week. Uh, Very stressful because we were really, there was just no fluff in our budget. And I was struggling with the weight that I had gained after having the boys, I gained like 70 pounds with each pregnancy. And so, and I didn't really lose it all in between. So I was feeling, I was sort of having this like identity crisis. And so money issues, not, you know, loving my body. And then I was really not loving being a stay-at-home mom because it wasn't like the Pinterest pictures I had saved. It was very sloppy. It was very messy. I was wearing yoga pants all the time. There was spit up on me. My hair was always pulled up in the messy bun. I never, I was never put together, right? Like I was really struggling. And so that's really when I I made a Facebook post, which I'm a super shy, introverted person, which you would not know from my social media. Uh, But I made a Facebook post about trying to lose weight and eating celery. And that was the connector. That was like the random post. I always like roll my eyes. Why did I post that? But that was the connector. That was the relationship starter between the, my sponsor in network marketing and, um, and my physical transformation. And so that was kind of the the start that was May of 2011. And so I was just trying to survive as, as a young mom and trying to navigate sort of, sort of life. And so through this process of losing weight, I also was introduced to network marketing and I was introduced to being able to build an at-home business. And so, you know, my husband was really against me enrolling and signing up as, as a, as a coach. And when I did against his better judgment, he was like, you will fail. You know, those network marketing, it doesn't work. It's a pyramid scheme. It's a ripoff. And, and so I was like, you know, screw you. I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure it out. And so I did, I was pretty laser focused on, I'm going to figure out how to build a business because not only do I love the way my body feels and I've, I've had confidence given back to me through this experience and through this community, but I also see these other people in the company that are achieving success and financial success. They're getting out of debt and we have a ton of student loan payments, uh, um, debt, And so I thought, well, if they can do it, so can I. And so that was sort of the, that was the starting point for me. And, and to kind of paint that picture, we didn't have a schedule. 
We didn't have a routine. Um, I had a Dell laptop computer that you had to plug into the wall. I didn't have, you know, a great computer that I could just hook up at a coffee shop. I had a flip phone, so it didn't have Wi-Fi, and I didn't have an Instagram account. Yeah, I didn't have Wi-Fi. I had to beg. It was three months into my business, and I'm begging Matt to buy me an iPhone so I can have Wi-Fi because I I'd like run home and get on the computer and do work, you know. So I just and he was very unsupportive he was not willing to help me. So I don't know if anybody listening right now is trying to start a business and maybe you're at the beginning and you are like, I don't have the tools. I don't have the social media following. Um, You know, maybe you're feeling like you're a hot mess in your own life. You know, you're kind of like, don't have any structure, but that was me. You know, that was me when I first started with, with the business. So that's kind of the beginning part. Yeah. I love that. You know, um, you said that the other day and that really stuck with me. You said you were watching people have success. And so this is everybody like looking at Instagram, you know, you're looking at people's feeds and you're having that gut feeling, but you said, I looked at their success and you didn't say like, well, that's great for them, you know, or like, boohoo, I, I can't do that. You were like, oh no, this means it's possible. Yeah. And I love that because that's yeah. such a, that would be the difference. That would be the difference between a successful woman mm-hmm. and then somebody who's like, I can't find success because you're looking at other people saying they can, I can't instead of right. because they did, I know I can. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And, you, and it's not, it's I never, and I think that's really important. I looked at it as inspiration and I found a lot of comfort. And so I went out and I sought out other people that were successful. Right. So I would listen to at that time, YouTube videos, you know, now we have podcasts and, and I did, I was like, if I listened to other women who are building their businesses, I would go, okay, they struggled too. If they struggled, that gives me comfort. Right. It wasn't like, Oh, good. I'm glad she's struggling. It was like, okay, I, I can see a piece of that. I can take a piece of what she's doing and I can put that into my life. And I realized that success wasn't just for a limited few. That was kind of where that was uncovered, where I was like, okay, success is really, it's based on your effort. It's based on your resiliency. It's based on your ability to get back up after failure, after failure, after failure, and not lose any enthusiasm. You know, the most successful people fell down more than everybody else. And so a big part of that beginning part of my business was I just immersed myself in personal development in every way possible. And I didn't just read it, but I I like lived it, you know, I adopted all those principles early on. And that gave me the grit that I needed to keep going on the days when it was really challenging. I mean, this really is like the no BS guide to like, because it's like you, there was no like boohoo, I can't do it. You know, like, I mean, so what, I mean, even with your husband saying, you know, like, you can't do this, you know, or like, yeah. you're, you know, or yeah. giving you a hard time, you know, and most people would take that as a setback. No, my husband doesn't support it. Or no, I have two little kids. Like I'm just too busy. Yeah. Or I don't have Wi-Fi. Like this is the no BS. Like it doesn't matter. You just yep. do it. You do. Like it's incredible you watching you. Yeah. And you know, a lot of times the things I hear is, oh, I don't have the time or, you know what, I'll build my business when my kids go to school. And for me, you know, you don't just, your kids aren't animals. You can't put them in a crate 
and just work your business for eight hours. So I have Bryce who's six months. I've got Landon that's two and a half and I'm home all day with them. You, it's not like, oh, you're lucky you're a stay-at-home mom. I mean, that's, that's a job in and of itself. And so I immediately, as a business owner, had to say, get organized. You have to create structure where there is none. And so because I knew that Matt also didn't support me, I had to be really diligent about what I was doing in my day. So I got a calendar. I went to Walmart and bought myself a day planner that had all the, you know, I could block out my time. And I started to say, okay, you know, I'll get the boys on a nap schedule. I worked really hard to get them to somewhat go down for a nap at the same time. And I'd go, okay, this is going to be my time to build my business. And, you know, I'd write down the things I was going to do. And then I was like, okay, well, that's not enough time to build the big business I want to build. So I'm willing to get up early. And so I, instead of getting up at 6.30, it was like six o'clock and 5.30 and then five o'clock. And I do think I no five o'clock was the earliest I ever got up. <laughs> if I ever saw four on the clock, I was like, I can't do it. There was something mentally about four, the number of, I just couldn't. So five o'clock earliest I would get up. And so I did, I had to condition myself and that was brutal. There were times that alarm would go off and I was like, oh my God, this is painful. And I would go, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. I'm willing to do what other people are not willing to do so that I can have the life that, you know, that other people wish they could have in three years. And so I would like all the way to the kitchen to, you know, get my pre-workout. I would, I would just say, I'm awake, I'm awake, I'm awake. I'm willing to make the sacrifice. And so, you know, as a biz at sitting here listening, like it, it wasn't all just roses and butterflies and rainbows. It was a grit. I had to physically say, I'm going to get out of bed and I'm going to go do the work, you know, and I had to physically say, I'm not going to, you know, throw in a load of laundry and do the dishes at nap time. I'm going to sit down and do the work or, you know, so I had to make these decisions to be disciplined, to not just go play on social media, but to invite people and follow up with people and make new connections and put myself out there on social media. And so I wasn't, it wasn't a hobby from day one. I treated it like the multi-million dollar business that it was going to become. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you acted, everything that you said was like, that's what a CEO acts like. You were yeah. like, I'm going to act yeah. like a CEO, be, you know, yeah. and act yeah. like you already own the million dollar business, you know, right. because which, and I mean, a lot of things that everything that you said was everything that people would usually have as an excuse. Mm-hmm. And I think the like, I'm doing it, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. Like, you know, and I think, you know, this is worth the sacrifice is yeah. so it's like, really, it gives you chills. Cause you're like, okay, if you, if you lived your life like that, like mm-hmm. if you walked into your office or wherever you work with intention of like, this is worth the sacrifice. Yeah. You, it's really hard to tell yourself like, no, it's not, you know, like yeah. it sounds dumb. Right. Like you're like, does. if you say this is worth a sacrifice and put that positivity in, like you'll right. do it, you do yeah. the darn thing. And I shared this on Monday when we were doing um, a team call. So I was talking about the cash for Christmas promotion. And I was actually talking about the visualization process that I kind of went through in the first six months of business. So I'd started in July and then the holiday season was coming up. And so I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to make enough money to pay for our holiday gifts because finances were a big stressor for us. And so I visualized like in such great detail, the Christmas tree, like walking down the steps, the Christmas tree, the presents. And I visualized my boys opening the presents and what I wanted to buy Matt. And then I visualized 
Matt and I making eye contact and there not being that like stressed look like, oh shit, how are we going to pay for all of this? <laughs> right. You know? Um, and so I visualized that. And so then in mornings, like where the alarm would go off and I didn't want to do it or, you know, when nap time happened and it was like a crazy disaster that day. And all I wanted to do is plop down on the couch. I would visualize the opposite. So I would visualize actually having to maybe, you know, say to my kids like, oh, sorry, there's, you know, mom and dad couldn't buy you presents this year because mom was, you know, was too lazy or mom kept hitting the snooze or mom didn't send those invites because she was too nervous about what other people would think of her. You know, or, you know, or just not being able to buy the presents at all. And I was like, wow, that's selfish. How selfish, you know, and so it propelled me into action. So, you know, creating that visual for yourself of, yes, what it could be, but also if you're not willing to make the sacrifice, what are, what are you missing out? What's your family or your, you know, legacy? What are they not getting because of your own selfishness? Right. Yeah. You know, you said that, I remember when you said that, and uh, I thought I went to a Josh Coates thing and he had said, um, like, sorry, mommy couldn't, you know, buy you stuff because I was watching Scandal. And it's like, you know, it's true though. Like, you know, gosh, can you imagine, you know, that same exact time if you invested that into your business, right? you know, and your kids, like your kids, you know, they look up to you, they watch the hustle and the grind and it's, it's awesome. So, Something, I mean, you know, so people we're hearing now, like you've done the, you know, the network marketing, you've done all that. And then, but you didn't like stop there. And like, so you're like, I'm going to up it, you know? And so you go and now you run your own business, which Mm -hmm. is really, you know, you bring out this book, you run your own business Mm -hmm. and now you're essentially helping women basically do it all over again. Yeah. You know, I about eight years into the direct sales, I just, and I started my own podcast, you know, it started out as this business tip Tuesday. I'd go live. Do you remember that? Yes. I go live on Facebook every Tuesday at 10 AM. And then podcasting kind of became a thing. And so I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do a podcast. I just Googled it. Nobody told me how to do it. Just Googled it. My assistant and I figured out how to edit everything and, and to actually launch this podcast. And so then I started to get other women that were like, can you help me? Or you're so inspiring, even outside of, you know, network marketing that, of you know, what I was doing. And so this just tug started to happen for, gosh, I could create courses and a community and membership opportunities for people in any industry. And so that was really where um, the idea came from was just, there were all these women that were like, do you do private mentorships? Do you do private coaching? Like, can you help me? Can you teach me your ways? And so I have a really great friend in the business also. And the two of us teamed up together and launched the company Chic Influencer. And, and I'm an Enneagram three and I'm an achiever. And I just, I feel it in my soul. I would never be a good, just do nothing person. I I could retire at this point, but I just don't, I could, it's not in my blood. Like it is just not there. Um, I will always create, if I see an opportunity to serve people in a different way, I will create a way to make that happen just because I, there is nothing better than seeing somebody else succeed and knowing that you had a little hand in that. And that's such a fire for me when I wake up in the morning to do more, to, to create more. And so, yeah, so we created Chic Influencer. We launched a, a social media planner because I'm such a nerd when it comes to strategy and marketing. And I, and even social media, I feel like 
when you have a marketing strategy to your business. Um, and that really helped me as a network marketer too. You know, when you have a strategy, your business is so much less stressful than just winging it. So we created a planner, um, and we run a community and we do online courses and, and mentorships. And so I've been able to grow and scale that to becoming a million dollar company as well. And so that's been really cool and really fun, but also, hard. It's really hard. I thought it would be easier because I've done, you know, I've already grown a business, but there were a million new challenges that went into to that. Um, but I love it. I genuinely love being able to make such an impact on the lives of other people. I love it. You're like the all around go-getter. The no BS. Yeah. Um, okay. So if you could think of, let's say somebody is just like stepping in to, they want to do something more in their life. Like they want to either start their own business, join um, a platform, do something. What would be like your top three out of all the tips? Like if, if you were just like talking to someone in a coffee shop and you're like, these are the things you need to do to go for what you want right now. What would those be? Oh gosh. <laughs> three of them. Three of them. Okay. So top three tips. I think number one is really belief in belief in yourself and, and what, and the service you're about to provide. So you have to believe wholeheartedly that even though you don't know how to do what you're about to do, the business or the idea you're about to start, you believe you can figure it out right? You believe without a shadow of a doubt and you're confident that you are the person that is going to figure it out and you can make this successful. Like that sort of mindset is key. If you have doubt in there, and I think we still have doubts, you can have doubts, but equally say, I'm really afraid of this. I have no idea how I'm going to do it. I'm not sure how it's going to work out, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to fail. And I'm going to get back up, but I'm going to do it again. I think that needs to be your mindset first, right? And so that's kind of your, that ability to say, like, I believe in myself. I'm going to bet on myself is really, really important. Um, I think the second thing that you need to know is that it's always going to take you longer to achieve the things you want to achieve than you think it is. So even when we launched Chic Influencer, it took us way longer to get to where I thought we were going to go you know, like always double, double the amount of time and the amount of um, like your personal time that it's going to take to invest in the business too. So it's never easy. If you're looking for an easy street, an easy button, and if you look at maybe any business opportunity, you're like, that's going to be easy money. You, you should just stop right now because it's <laughs> not, like it is not, it's never going to be easy. So you're going into it, you know, it's going to be work. Like just be ready for hustle and grit and hard work. So I think that's kind of the second thing. Um, and the third thing, gosh, what would be the third thing that I think people need to, people need to know? Um, I think just managing your, your time, I think is, is super important, but, oh gosh, I almost want to say, to the, if I was to go back and do it all over again, I think I would have invested in a little more support right out of the gate. So if you're a business owner and you're listening to this right now, and maybe you're launching a product or you're starting a small business or even in direct sales, instead of trying to wear the marketing hat, 
the admin hat, mm-hmm. the customer service hat, the product person, like where I'm actually delivering the service, I would have hired right from the get-go and I would have take, done it as a business investment. And I think a lot of people, they're like, I can do it all. And so they do and they fail because they're not really focusing on the things that that they, that they need to do. So if you're a public speaker, you should have a marketing team that's doing your, your marketing for you, right? You know, with your gratitude journal, there's, there's a marketing team behind you that's getting you out, that's helping you, you know, with that kind of stuff. Like you should be spending your time doing your gift if that's right. serving people, if that's speaking, and you should invest in delegating other things because that's where burnout happens with, with business owners. And so I think just that time of managing your time and still allowing time for you to be a mom or a wife or a best friend or a daughter or whatever, right? Spouse. And so I think that if I would have hired and maybe had more of a team early on, I probably wouldn't have had as much stress or kind of breaking points that I hit. So I think that's my third tip is like hire early on in the business. Well, you have said that like since I've known you. So I know that's a tip. You've always said like, get, you know, you don't have to be doing Canva images. You don't have to be doing, you know, Um, but nobody will take my advice on that. I know. I know nobody. I'm like, come on. If that is the one thing it's like, stop trying to do it all, you know? And I think I even, I even gave some pushback on taking my own advice too, but it is really good advice. You take it, it's going to serve you really well. You're just, you're not going to like have a mental breakdown along the way. Cause you'll, you'll have a team of people that are helping you, you know? Right. Well, I love that number one was belief. Like, Mm -hmm. I love that your number one tip is just having belief. And, um, you know, for you, you know, the no BS guide, was there ever a time, like in all honesty, like Melly, was there a time when you're like, I don't know if I can do this or did you never have that? Like, or did you always have that belief? And that, you know, cause I think people do get to that point and any business they'd be like, crap, can I do this? What it like, did you get to that? And then what was the, yeah, no, I did. Nothing. I did. And probably for a good nine months, initially about one week out of every month, I had sort of that low week where I was like, I am in over my head. I have bitten off more than I can chew. Is this really worth it? And I'd have a little bit of moment of panic and I I would talk to my success partners. I had two other girls that we worked together and I would usually go into our Facebook chat or text them or we would get together for coffee and they would, they would pump me back up again and, and remind me that it was worth it. And I did always believe, like, I never really was like turning in my resignation. I just was tired. You know, it just, when you're trying to get your name out there and you're trying to build the following and the credibility, I mean, you're doing a lot of work for pennies, like pennies. I was investing so much time and it just wasn't growing fast at all. And that's hard. It's hard to be resilient for a long period of time. I mean, Matt, it was over a year of him literally like working against me. And then it was going really slow and I wasn't making a ton of money. And then, and my life was sort of imploding at the same time. And so, yeah, I did. There were definitely times that I was like, I can't do this, you know, but never for a minute did I actually think about quitting. I just sort of threw a temper tantrum. Yeah. You know, I did, I, I did, but I would go back and again, plug myself into audio, read, surround myself with, with stories and people that 
went through a hard time and that is what pulled me through. I love that. Um, yeah, because I, you know, I think we can all say like, you know, have these temper tantrums and sometimes you like do it just to talk yourself out of it. You're like, no, nah, sure. I'm just joking. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah. then some people do act on it and, you know, so for this, you know, what would you say to the person that's like, I'm going to quit, you yeah. know, like what, what would you, I guess more like you said you went back to audio, like what would be the book that you would recommend for someone who needs that? Mm. What would be the book that I would read? Okay. So some of my favorites were like Jen Sincero the you're a badass. I just remember that being such a good book for me early on in the business. And, you know, I did, I do love Rachel Hollis's book that girl wash your face is also like, you need some of that no BS sort of stuff. And, but there were some great audio series and Craig holiday did this, um, 90 days to excellence. And he did it specifically for our network marketing company. And I would listen to that on replay because it talked about the belief in the company. It talked about managing your time. It talked about developing leadership. So even finding a series that you can listen to, like that's what you need. You, um, you, Ed Milet is another one, yeah. you know, who's the one that you love to, um, oh gosh, he's newer. He's younger. Um, he's just kind of coming up. He spoke at Rachel Hollis's event and he launched a podcast, I think with her podcast network. I can picture There's- his face. There's Trent Shelton. Yes, that's it. It's Trent Shelton. Yeah. Like he's another one. Like, you know, you need that, like, just freaking do it. You know, those are the, that's what I would tell you to do is is listen to something that pumps you up. Yeah. I love that. I listened to the audio of 10X Roll by Grant Cardone. That's a good one too. I love him. And he's got like this Southern like voice and you're like, okay, you're amazing. I'll do anything you say. Yeah. (laughs) Like, for sure. sure. Okay. So what is next for Melanie Mitro? Like what would be the next step? Like where, where can people, what are are they going to look out for you? Like you have to have something else, like a big idea planned. Yeah. Um, I do. So we're actually getting ready to launch. So again, we have that, the social media planner, right. And we're actually getting ready to launch on small business Saturday. So that'll be November 27th. We're launching a time blocking planner. So we, I always talk about my little time blocker. So we have that in our social media planner. So we actually went, we did everything through Amazon. Now we're publishing through like a company and it's spiral bound and it's going to be really pretty. And so we're getting ready to launch that. So that it was a whole new thing, like with production and distribution and having your own website and like that was a whole new beast that we are, are tackling at the moment. But I would say, um, I also own a social media company as well. So we actually manage small businesses, social media. So that is, is coming. So next year is really the year where we're going to scale that part of our business um, because we love working with small business owners that are like, I want to go do my job and you're going to manage my social media. Mm-hmm. And so because that I love that marketing part of it we're really going to grow that next year. So you're going to see us out speaking and talking a lot more to small businesses about just the importance of having a strong social presence. I love that. I can't wait yeah. for like your talks and stuff about that, yeah. you know, like, and you know, you know, I want to fill a stadium someday too, right? Like, you know, that's my dream and I it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I just don't know when, but it will. I write it on my vision board or my goal, you know, every morning I journal it out. 
So you just have to make the event. You just have, that's all you need to do is set a date and book the spot. That's it. That's all it's going to take. I know. Stop putting this off. You've said this forever, (laughs) forever. I do have live event actually on the calendar for next year in May. I think it's like May 13th and 14th. It's actually in the calendar right now to host an event. So, oh, like you just manifested that. Well, we, I, well, we planned, we did our planning last week and we actually wrote it in there. We don't know if it's going to be like a stadium, but we are going to host an actual event, you know, in May. So that's awesome. That's so exciting. You're so cool. Well, Melly, I can't thank you enough for being on this podcast. Um, Okay. So tell us real quick, where can everybody find you and like know where to get a hold of you? Um, my Instagram is probably the best place to go. I feel like that's the, the, it's just at Melanie Mitro, uh, is my public Instagram. So you can check that out, have a website, it's melaniemitro.com. And then if you want to know more about the chic influencer side, you can head on over to chicinfluencer.com. Yes. And I will put all this on my blog. So that way you can see and tap everywhere to get a hold of Melanie, all the chic influencer stuff. It really is exciting watching them grow. So Melanie, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for inspiring us all. Like this has been awesome. Well, thank you. I loved being here and I love you so much. And I just love watching you grow. So thank thank you so much for listening to the inspire her podcast. Make sure you share it with your friends, tag me on Instagram, Insta Stories, or Facebook, and let's inspire her together.